to the How to Podcast series. This is Dave. I'm here with a co-host today. You may know that my wife's name is Jennifer, and my guest today's name is Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Campbell <laughs> is joining me on my podcast, so I get to talk to another Jennifer Campbell. Kind of surreal, I got to tell you. Uh, here on the podcast, we're going to talk about branding yourself before others do the cringy mom coming on here and she that's her title that's what she so hey that's what she calls herself jen campbell jennifer campbell's joining me on the how to podcast series not my wife jen but the another jen yeah okay so here we go welcome to the podcast to the podcast okay everyone welcome welcome to the how to podcast series and today I have somebody, it's a little surreal for me, but I have someone with me today, a great guest, someone, an expert, someone who knows their stuff, and they've uh, agreed to come on our little podcast and and give us a gift of their time. Thank you so much. Um, Jen Campbell is here, and you're thinking, wait a minute, Dave, you're in, you're, your wife's name is Jen. Are you interviewing your wife? No. There are more than one Jen Campbells in the world. And I'm thrilled to have Jen with me today. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And you brought up that your wife's name is Jen Campbell as well. And when I did a Google search today, there's over 14 million hits when you type in Jen Campbell. So, I mean, you want to talk personal branding. I'm a personal brand strategist. And it can be overwhelming when it comes to your name and really separating yourself from everyone else that has the same name you do. And you gave me a little test right off the bat. You asked me, Dave, or do you go by Dave or David? And I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And you're like, you know, you really you really should have one and stick with it and brand yourself with that. And I'm like, 10 seconds into our conversation and you're already teaching me branding and I love it. So thank you for doing that. Hey, no problem. And and for you, there were 42 million different hits. And the <laughs> when there's someone famous, like there's a football player that's Dave Campbell. And so setting yourself apart so that you can come up because you want to be on that first page or two of Google. And podcasting is a great way to be able to do that. Being a guest and having your own podcast, it really puts your name out there and it helps the algorithms on search engines. But if it's not consistent, then it can be tricky sometimes. So there's a huge lesson for every podcaster. Pick something and stick with it. Build your build your, your name over time. And that will definitely help you to show mm -hmm. up when somebody looks for you online. So. That's a huge, huge tip right there to start off. I love it. Jen, so tell me more about you. Um, let's get this out of the way so we can start into our conversation where you are in the world. that You're mentioning it's carnival time where you are and there's snow. Can you let us know where you are and a little bit about you first before we jump in? Sure. I'm Jen Campbell. I'm a personal brand strategist. I'm also the cringy mom. I live in the beautiful mountain resort community of McCall, Idaho, and there's less than 4,000 year-round residents here, and we get millions of tourists a year. Right now, it's winter carnival, so we have these gorgeous snow sculptures all, all over town, and we had a parade on Saturday, so there's a lot to do, even though it's a small place. And one thing I love about social media, which is what I specialize in when it comes to brand strategy, is that I can influence millions of people around the world, and I'm not just tied to my physical geographical community which is a beautiful thing because the internet can really, and social media especially, can really bring us together from all over. So 
Okay, that that's perfect. So for as a as a podcaster, we are trying to get our word out, get our show out into the world, and create a community around the message of our podcast. And I'm looking forward to encouraging the, part, the female part of our audience today who have been following along on on the podcast and having you on. I think because of what you're doing in social media. It was just seemed like a natural fit to have you come on because you help people. And specifically, you're looking at, I guess, your target audience is more around female audience. But have that whole cringeworthy mom thing. Can you unpack this for me? Because I love I love where you're going with this and kind of the maybe the the origin of of why you went down this path. No problem. So I go by the cringy mom and it's cringy with an E. I was standing out in the middle of the road one day and I was recording video content for social media. And my husband, he he doesn't get it. Like a lot of people think that you're doing social media to be famous or to have a lot of followers. And he I pointed up, I pointed down, I pointed aside, and I said, it's a TikTok. And he said, Well, that's nice that you have to appeal to the lowest common denominator. And I said, No. And I started singing and dancing towards the the camera and I was like, I'm doing this to increase my social following. And that's what it's about. And to be able to connect and build your business and make money ultimately as an entrepreneur. And that's what I've been doing since then. I, I posted it in a Facebook group I'm in and I said, oh, look at this silly video. And they said, you need to post that. I said, but it's so cringy. And they said, no, that's why you need to do it. That's you and your personality. You're fun and you're upbeat and everything. And I think especially as entrepreneur women, we feel like we have to come across being very serious, that it's not professional if we show a little spark of our personality or if we show up as our authentic self. But the more that I've done that and within a few months time, I made um, over 200 TikToks and I just kept getting in front of the camera over and over again, even though it made me feel awkward and uncomfortable. And as a result, I build a community for women called Cringe Forward to inspire entrepreneurs to show up, cringe and all, and create content to grow their business. Okay, so right there, that is amazing. What what helps you to stay inspired to create content? Because one thing for podcasters I know, we can sometimes, we go to the well and try to create something and pull something out that we can use as content. And sometimes the well's empty. We just feel like we have nothing to say today. And but you are continually showing up. And where does that come from? And how do we stay motivated and find that content to share with the world? That's a great question. One of the ways that I look at finding content, sometimes I'll do it in batches because I'm having a day where my hair is on point, the red lipstick is there, and that's part of my signature (laughs) brand. Or I just have a lot of creative ideas and a lot of things to say, which is, that's what I did on Friday, I think it was. Like, I just recorded a whole bunch of things because I had all sorts of ideas coming. I also have a OneNote page where when I have ideas that I write them down. I have, um, I save trending audio, like when I listen to, when I'm watching Instagram reels, or if I'm on TikTok and I hear a song or an audio I like, I save it and bookmark it. And one of my friends, um, Andrea, who's a TikTok influencer, she does that. And she also records a short video or writes in the text for the comment so that it will save the video and give her an idea of the brainstorm. So she's already saves those in the drafts. 
there's lots of ways that you can go about doing it. But for me, also having that community for the accountability, because just like, okay, I don't know if you've ever been in a diet or tried to watch what you've eaten. I think most people have, um, whether it should be healthier or to lose weight or whatever. But when you, um, it's really easy to have salad a couple of days, but pizza tastes a lot better than salad. And when there's no one there, like you can start off in the morning and have your fruit and you can work out. But for me, like come like nine o'clock at night, I want that ice cream. You know, I, you know, seven o'clock, I might start getting the munchies and be like, oh, that pizza that's sitting in the fridge, that looks really good. And so having that community and other people to hold you accountable to make sure that um, you're doing what you need to do and showing up the way that you need to is really helpful for me. I didn't have that. And that's why I built the community. Okay. And so for, for somebody starting out, uh, the, for, okay, we're focused on podcasting, but for somebody who's a content creator, yes. how... How important is it early on to identify your brand and start building your brand? When do you start? If I'm going to start a podcast today, when should I be starting to build my brand online? Today. And you already have a brand online and it's important to brand you before others do. But making sure that that brand is, yeah, right? To brand you before others do. Because they're going to judge you. They're going to Google you. They're going to cyberstalk your profile. They're going to creep it. And they're already going to have opinions formed of you and who you are and what you're all about. But you have the power to kind of control that narrative with social media. And the best way that I've found to do that is by showing up consistently on every platform so that you're showing the same um, cringy mom or Jen Campbell or Dave Campbell wherever you're at your Facebook profile, your TikTok, your LinkedIn, that, that it's the same name, that often you use the same mm-hmm. picture so that it reinforces who you are, uh, that you use the same title that you've given yourself, whether it's your job or whatever it is that you're using uh, to be able to be consistent, and that you identify three core values or three words that really define who you are as a person, and you build your podcast and all of your messaging and social media content around those three things. Okay, so there's, I'll put you on the spot. What are your three core values? Authenticity, success, and um, connection. I like to build deep and meaningful connections with people, both in person and online. And I can testify to that based on our conversation before and today. So you are living those things and you're a great demonstration of your own branding. Now, what if we get branding wrong? What if we do something publicly that and when we look back over it, we're like, huh, maybe, maybe not such a good idea. I'll give you an example. My wife and I, many years ago, I was giving a talk and I used as an example in my talk, I was trying to illustrate something. And the only thing that came to my mind was Coca-Cola. And it was maybe because I had one recently or something. This is like 25 years ago. And so I used the, I used Coca-Cola in a, in a kind of a reference to in my talk. And afterwards, somebody came up to me and said, that was a great, that was really, really stuck with me. Here's a bottle of Coca-Cola that you can put on your desk. And I'm like, okay. So I, put, I left it on my desk. And then somebody else came and said, hey, great talk. I've got some shoes with Coca-Cola. I've got this with Coca-Cola. And all of a sudden, all this stuff showed up on my desk. From me sharing a message and people connecting with it, they just wanted to say thank you and they identify with me. One thing, and so we've been collecting Coca-Cola over the years because of that talk. 
I, I wish I said like $100 bills instead of talk instead of Coca-Cola. I would be doing very well right now if I had used that as an illustration. But Coca-Cola made a huge blunder at one point, and they actually changed their formula and came up with a new Coca-Cola. And it was a flop. I don't know if you've heard of this or seen this, but this, I actually... I made a TikTok about that on Friday. I made a TikTok and I mentioned New Coke is. on Friday. So that is, I, it's I can't still, It's still a sealed so bottle, ahead. a Coke 2. There it is, wow. the official flop of Coca-Cola. And so, yeah, so it's it's the real thing. And, you know, this is, was a great example of, we're just going to change the recipe and you guys can deal with it, but we're going to go in this direction. And the world said, no, I'm sorry. Big mistake. We're not going that way. You go back to making it the other way. We're not buying this. And Coca-Cola had to change gears and go back. They made a huge blunder in public in front of the whole world. And the world said no. So talk about a branding mm -hmm. error, right? Um, if we go make a mistake in our branding, how do we recover? Jen, what do we do? Oh, that, that's something that's a lot easier to do now than it used to be. Um, I'm sure that you can think of at least five people or brands that have been canceled in the last year. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to boycott you. I don't want to have anything to do with it. You did something inappropriate or you aligned yourself with a certain group or I saw a picture of you doing something. The best thing that you can do is acknowledge it, apologize, and move on. And, and you know, that's... PR is all focused around that, that public relations piece. But when you're a solopreneur or a micropreneur and it's just you, uh, being vulnerable and acknowledging that you've made a mistake or that you weren't aware of something, like you say something because you're talking on a podcast, right? Maybe you say a, a, a remark or make a comment that's offensive to some people. Well, if you have feedback or something about that, that's an opportunity to go back and to be able to correct it because you know better and you can do better. So there's not an absolute, you can change, like when it comes to branding, a lot of times people think that it's your logo, it's your font and it's your color, but your brand, especially your personal brand, if you've clearly defined, this is who I am, people will acknowledge that and they'll be more forgiving of your mistakes. Yes. Do you want an example? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's this, I mean, I don't call people out by name because that's just not who I am, but... There's a woman that uh, wrote a book that was very popular, and she was known for really connecting with her fans. And she made a, a remark about uh, someone who was a housekeeper for them. And it was very, it came across as being very privileged and very derogatory to someone that was providing a service for her. And she lost tens of thousands of followers in social media within 24 hours. Uh, she doubled down. When people said, you should apologize, you shouldn't do that way. She's like, no. And then it made right. it even worse instead of just saying, hey, look, it's a thing. But the biggest disconnect, because your personal brand is how you see yourself, it's how others see you and how you want to be seen. And when there's a disconnect between how you see yourself and how others see you, that's when people get canceled. That's when that miscommunication mm -hmm. happens. And if you can take how you want to, how you see yourself and how others see you and make sure that they are aligned with one another, that creates that ideal personal brand. There's a lot of awareness there then to know how you're seen in the public eye and what you are putting out there. 
uh, how do we ensure that we avoid some of these mistakes? And how do we do we have to live super safe with our content? Can we can we have opinion in podcasting? Can we go to those places maybe that we wouldn't normally do in social media? Is there a difference between social media and podcasting? What do you think? No, there's not a difference. Um, there, okay. Well, that's not true. I'm going to take that back. Some social media platforms, you don't own that platform, and they might have um, standards as far as what they allow or don't allow on their platform with certain topics they talk about. There are certain words that you can type on a post on social media, and there are filters that will automatically suppress it or block it. Sometimes something's considered like explicit content or it has adult themes or curse words. Those things can't necessarily be shared on social media or in the same way. However, if you're a person, um, my, my, um, one of my people that I absolutely adore, Emily D. Baker, she has a YouTube channel, <clears throat> excuse me, and she's a social legal commentator. She commentates on, um, legal aspects of social issues that are happening with celebrities and things like that. And she says at the beginning, I use the cursey words so that people know <laughs> that she's going to swear on her program and they're not shocked. She's like, so if you need to put in earbuds or make it on mute so that your kids are in the room and they don't hear it, that's important. So you're, you're letting your audience know what they can expect from you. You're letting them know in the description of the podcast. You're letting them know in the social media posts that you do. And you're letting them know by who you are as a person. For me, that the cursing doesn't align with my personal brand, so I don't do it. I'm not a sarcastic person. Mm -hmm. I made a sarcastic post because I thought it would be funny once. It flopped on social media because people are like, that's not who you are. You're not snarky. You're usually like mm -hmm. our cheerleader and really uplifting and optimistic and positive. Like, what does the snark have to do with anything? So for other people, that works. But that's not who I am. It's my personal brand. Interesting. That was your Coke 2 moment there. Yeah. <laughs> Going um, snarky, right? Yeah. Right. But then, and the thing is like, I knew, when, okay, if you have that little voice in your head or you have to second guess and say, should I post this? Don't, yeah. don't, you can wait. You might be, if you're fired up about it and you're like, I need to respond right away. And maybe it's the comments when making your post, walk away from the keyboard, walk away from your phone. It doesn't do any harm whatsoever to wait to post something. Well, sometimes you need to respond immediately if it's something that um, someone's calling you out for or, or that's offensive, but you can always reread it, read it out loud. Is that something that you would actually say to someone's face? That helps too. But mm. I've, I've never taken down, I've been on Facebook now for 14 years and I've never removed a post. I own what I say. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, oh, is someone going to search for something to have that I gotcha moment? There is nothing on there that I'm not proud of. I, I own those. Those are my words. That's who I am. And I might have a different opinion about something over a dec decade later, but it is what it is. And I am who I am no matter where I am. Yeah. And I think for podcasters, uh, content creators, when you are putting yourself out there, you are so vulnerable to anyone's interpretation of you and your motive for your opinion or you as a person, you are judged. And, and some people are like, well, you know, uh, I'm not worried about being judged, or I don't think I'm judged. If you go to any public space, and you stand in line in some front of somebody, they're going to look at you, and they're going to make assumptions about you. 
you are being judged. It's like everywhere. You can't escape it. So don't let that hinder you from sharing your message with the world and, con and connecting with community because it's going to happen anyway. So let's get out there and, and be the type of people who can help create the the message that the world needs, right? Like don't let people oh, stop Oh, definitely. You. Yeah. Right. And that you bring up a great point. I'm a people pleaser. So it really bothers me when someone makes a comment, you know, I can have 20 really great things, but that one person, I have a tendency to fixate or dwell on it. Oh my gosh. You know, I got a two-star rating on my book on Amazon and I'm like, why didn't they like my book? Well, that, that's not the point. That's not the point because they weren't my ideal audience. Your ideal audience is going to resonate with who you are and your message and honestly, sometimes the most polarizing people have the most devo devoted followings and fans. They're not a middle-of-the-road person. They are extreme in what they, they think. There's lots of podcasters out, out there like that. There are some people who've run for political office mm -hmm. that other people can, some people cannot stand them. And other people will wait in line. They'll hold signs and banners and they will donate money and get behind them. So knowing who your audience is and really making sure that you're constantly speaking to who that ideal audience is, that's the key. As long as you have them in mind, all of those people who don't like you, they're making room for the people who do. Nice. Okay. In the podcasting world, I see a huge gap and an opportunity for women to come on to a podcast, create a show, share their voice in a predominantly male historically predominantly male thing in podcasting which i don't see as fair or really warranted i would love to hear more more women step out and share their message for that community and be the voice of of change and all that in, in podcasting how do we do that how do we get out there because i know there's one podcaster i talked to and she's just kind of nervous about being herself as her brand as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. So she wants to go mm -hmm. in a ways that people won't, won't identify her. She's an audio only podcast. She doesn't, she's not doing any video, mm -hmm. but she wants to go and use a different persona online and build a world around that so that she can keep some separation between life and content. What do you kind of, how do you feel about that? Oh, I, I've been there before. I used to be a genealogy blogger and branded myself as Genealogy Gen. I didn't want to use my last name. I was worried about privacy with my children. I'm a mom of triplets, so it's really easy to find me. Mm -hmm. um, there's other Jen Campbells out there, but not a lot of Jen Campbells that have triplet boys. I didn't want to put what my city was because I was concerned about that. And I was really concerned about several things like that. However, when my kids are older now, but more importantly, I own who I am and it's doing a disservice to other people to not really acknowledge this is who I am and what I'm all about. It's almost like a double life or like a Rubik's cube. There are all these different sides and different colors and everything. <clears throat> it's our job when we align our personal brand to click those things into place for people. So they don't see a jumble of different colors, but it's aligned. And it's the same color when they see the red and the white and the green and the orange and the blue. They can turn it any direction and it's still the same Rubik's Cube. That's what we want to do for our ideal personal brand. 
And it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. I know, especially on social media, you think Instagram, you want to show the filtered version of who you are and have everything be perfect. But people want to see the real you. And and I, I like to say that we don't necessarily want to show the hot mess version of who we are, but to give people the warm mess. It makes you more relatable to be able to connect with someone else. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm really interested in too, Jen, is the whole idea about putting social back in social media, where we're actually doing mm, community yes. and doing life together and we're real people. We're, re- we're real people with bills and stress and jobs and struggles. We're real people and we don't live or try to copy somebody's highlight reel. We're we're here as real people and we're going to have those days. And I think going through your content, I think you did something. It was a video or a post and you're like just getting like waking up and you're like, this is me in the morning. And I'm like, yes, yes, Jen, yes, right? No, this robe and everything like that. This is me, right? And yes, this is me. This is who I am. And you get what you get. So here I am. And I think that just builds this whole safe community thing where people are like, you're a real person. Like, okay, a good example in mm-hmm. podcasting. I could have the big radio voice, blah, 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 in a world, all this stuff, and then meet you in public and you're like, you don't even sound like you. I've been listening to you for, for right? months. You were in my head and talking to me and then who are you? You're not the same guy, right? So, yeah. And you're, you're more than a voice. And I, I see the same thing when it comes to social media and pictures. Like if your profile picture, if you have a logo, no. It needs to be you, not a, not a character, not a sports team, not a meme. It needs to be you and your face, ideally like um, a, a three-quarter, it's a, a headshot. So people can see you when it's really small because people identify and they resonate with faces. Not with logos. They want to see who you are. And even if it's your voice, they want to know who's behind the voice. And some people are like, well, I worry about the way that I look. You know, I'm too old or I'm too young or my body looks like this or that. That's not the point. I, some of my best friends um, have social media followings of millions of people and have had multiple viral videos. And um, like one of my friends, Jasmine, Jasmine Murphy, she is an advocate for body positivity. And when she started um, doing her videos, she weighed over 700 pounds, I believe. And, and she did exercise on, on, on TikTok and on Instagram to really say, you know what, this is how you can modify this exercise. It's okay to be okay with what your body is. There's no excuse to, it's just our fear. And pushing past that is really, really important. And I, I, I encourage people to find what's the thing that you love most about yourself when it comes to your physical body and focus on that. So for me, it's my yeah. smile. I, I wear red lipstick because it makes that my lip, lips pop. I like to bleach my teeth because it makes my smile even brighter. And even if I get weirded out by my mouth doing a weird thing when I'm watching myself on video or I think that my eye wig is crooked because I didn't glue it on straight <laughs> that day. I focus on my smile <laughs> because I'm like, okay, put everything else. What's one good thing? What's one good thing about me? What one thing can I focus on? And then we'll go from there. Wow. I like talking. 
I, I know I can get on my soapbox about whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> this is great, Jen. Um, okay, so what what's exciting you about social media? You mentioned to me when we chatted earlier that you had a secret mission into Facebook, I believe, and you had a chance to creep around Facebook headquarters or something. Was there's a little bit to that? Can you take us there? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I in 2019, I was chosen as one of uh, about 250 people all across North America. So Mexico, Canada, the United States. And I was flown to the Facebook corporate headquarters for a community leader summit. And only 90 of us were small business owners. And they wanted us to talk about how we built community online through Facebook groups and through Facebook in general. And that's something that I've continued on since then. I, I no longer have that brick and mortar business that I did before, but those connections and the people that I've met and the relationships that I've made have gone on from there. I'm a meta certified community manager and I love social media. I love other platforms too. My favorite one right now is TikTok. I love the TikTok. And uh, I actually read an article today about how you can use TikTok to leverage your podcast and how it can help be able to increase your following and your visibility. And they the best thing about TikTok is it's growing. It's growing faster than anything else. And you mentioned that woman before that was afraid of speaking up and doing a video podcast. I say do it anyway. You want to do it anyway because short-form video content is not going anywhere. In fact, it's growing even more. And people want to be able to see your face. They want to connect with you on video. And they love TikTok the most because they find um, that raw authenticity, raw authenticity to be able to connect with real humans. They don't want polished and perfect on TikTok. They'll call you out for it. Just at, There's been a number of celebrities that they're launching a new book or a new album, and they go on the TikTok. And... They get hammered. Like people are merciless. They're like, what are you doing? You don't want to try to do this dance. You don't know what you're talking about because they're trying to do what they think that people want to see on TikTok instead of being like, this is who I really am. The people who really dominate on the platform, um, like Lizzo, who was one of an early adopter or Snoop Dogg, they are who they are. They give a sneak peek behind the scenes of what their life is like. And one of the tips that they gave for social media for podcasters in this article I read is to say, this is the behind the scenes of what I do to get ready for my podcast. This is how I find out my guests, you know, kind of a how-to sneak peek of what it's like. And those video clips don't have to be perfect. You know, they're shot on your phone. You know, you can show them a view of your space. In fact, if it doesn't look perfect, people will like it even more. They want to see the mess. They want to see the piles. They want to see the boxes. They want to see the clutter on your desk and your table. It's, it's that warm mess. That or sounds really real cringy, mess, Jen. My house, sounds so. really cringy. <laughs> there you go. It is. I'm the cringy mom. And that that's what it is. And if you look at the definition of cringe, uh, cringy mom, it actually said in the Urban Dictionary back in 2019 that it's your mom <laughs> doing an awkward dance in the middle of the road. And that's exactly what I did to get started. So, I mean, I am I'm it to a T. And my boys will make fun of me. They don't like me being on social media. I have my triplets are 15-year-olds. They're in high school, and they just <laughs> they don't want to have anything to do with it at all. But that's okay. I'm not doing it for them. 
I'm doing it to help inspire other women and let them know that their voice has value, their message has meaning, and that they deserve to be seen and heard. Okay, so I don't want to rush through what you just said, Jen, because there are people that are listening to this episode today who would love to follow along with you and hear your message and be part of your community. I'm going to step back and I would love for you to talk to that person today who's listening into this and they are they're a little overwhelmed. Let's just put it that way. They they there's so many things to do, there's so many places to be and they they're looking for motivation for somebody to give them the insight on how to be a success in creating community online through social media. And they have some reservations. They're a little nervous, but they're willing. Let's make make that very clear. They're willing to do something. They're willing to start. They're willing to do what you say. But they're coming to you right now for that golden wisdom. I'm backing away. I would like you to talk to them and address them personally. Okay? What do you think? You good? I love it. Okay, I'm backing up. I'm backing up. You've waited. You've waited in the line at pickup for your kids after school. You've waited to be able to have the laundry be done or to be able to have your kids follow up and listen to what you have to do. You've waited to be able to make enough money to pay the bills and to have the lifestyle that you've wanted. You've spent your life waiting and sitting back and supporting and cheering on everyone else around you and their success, but you've waited. You've been waiting to take that step and to cringe forward and create content. And I'm here to let you know that your voice has value, that your message has meaning, and that you deserve to be seen and heard, especially on social media or on your podcast, or ideally it's on both. Because everyone else might say that they don't necessarily believe in what it is that you're doing. Not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone's going to really understand who you are or what you're doing. But there is a message that only you can share because your voice is going to resonate with at least one other person because they need to hear that message from you. And you're doing the world a disservice by not opening your mouth and sharing it. That's, that's, that's my soapbox pep talk for today. So. And Dave, Everyone gets a free soapbox after this. Well, this is the thing, Dave. I, I the it. messages that I share, it's what I need to hear. I see every time I say mm. these things out loud, I'm hearing, okay, my voice has value. I tell other women that because mm-hmm. I need to hear more of that myself. It's lonely. It's lonely to be an entrepreneur. It's lonely um, in general when you're podcasting. You're talking typically to one other guest, and it's the two people. There's not a huge crowd of other people around, and that can be isolating sometimes. It's a way to be able to connect with other people and to feel like, you know what? It's okay. I'm not alone doing this thing. Yeah. And there's times when you're recording by yourself and you don't have an interview and it's just you. And you're thinking, is this, is this, is this really helping? Is this, mm-hmm. re- am I really doing something to help the world with my content? Am I, is, is this, is this resonating with anyone? Like I haven't heard any feedback. I, I see, I see I get listens and views, but. But it is, you know, because one day, if you're consistently showing up, not just every once in a while, but you're consistently showing up, you'll get that comment or you'll get that email or that person will say, yes, I did 
what you, you encouraged me to do. Other people have been telling me to do this thing forever, whatever it is that you're focused on. But when you told me, I listened. Jen, I made a video. I made my first TikTok. I never wanted to do it. And I did it anyway. I, I, that's what makes it worth it. Because sometimes it can feel like you're shouting into an empty box and no one comments, no one likes it, no one views it, no one listens. And it's like, why am I doing this? It takes hours of my time. But it doesn't detract from the fact that your voice has value. Showing up consistently, eventually your, your message is going to resonate and find the audience that it needs to. You mentioned earlier kind of fixating on the two-star review on a book and, you know, the negative comment. I know I've had a few people reach out and like totally knock me off my chair and thank me for something that was sent out in a podcast or something. You have to have something that comes to mind for yourself where somebody reached through the screen or through the microphone or through social media and reached back to you and said something to you. Can you share an example of that and what it meant to you as a content creator? Oh, yeah. I was having a day where I was just really down on myself. I didn't want to record any. I don't record videos every day, but I especially hadn't. I'd been kind of quiet. Like when there's not anything posting, usually there's other things going on with my mental health or my life or my self-image at that point. And I had one of the people that had been following me on social media for a long time. I've never met him in real life. He's like, yeah, I started a YouTube channel because of you. And I was like, you did? And he goes, yeah, you know, that you just kept saying to cringe forward and create content. So I started a YouTube channel. And I was like, wow. And then, you know, one of my other friends, she's a stay-at-home mom. She does not have an entrepreneur business, but she started making reels on Facebook. And now she makes them all the time and they've gotten some, um, some traction and they've invited her to be able to monetize her reels as a result. But before she was a writer and she felt really uncomfortable, like I did as a writer, of putting her face out there. And thought, okay, why is anyone going to want to see this? But I think it's fascinating. She's got six kids, lives in rural Idaho um, in a 1,500-square-foot house. Her family's really close-knit. They all play all these instruments. So it's fantastic and extremely entertaining for me to be able to watch. Because we're, we're, we're voyeurs by nature, right? We mm -hmm. want to sneak peek and we want to – that's why reality TV is so popular. We want to see other people's lives and how they live. Yeah. And that's a great way to be able to show that to people. When you when you connect with somebody online and you're following along, don't just assume that they know that you appreciate them. You can, as a follower, reach out and say, listen. And, and if you're a content creator, it's almost kind of like a plumber whose house has terrible plumbing because there's they have no time to take care of their own home. They help everybody else, but they never take care of themselves. Um, don't assume that a content creator just knows that they're doing great in the world. As content creators ourselves, we also need to reach out to other content creators and encourage them. And then by doing so, we're building up that whole saying about the rising tide lifts all boats, right? We are all helping each other in your content saying, listen, Jen, yeah. I really loved that TikTok. I love that Instagram. That was amazing. And we need to build each other up as well as fellow content creators and as consumers of content to just to reach out and say, thank you. Like you, as a content creator, it just changes your whole world. Mm -hmm. 
So, commenting. Yeah. Oh, it does. Because then you're like, they like me. They like me. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's that moment where someone is listening and they care about it. Because an, an algorithm is a computer thing. And it looks at how much engagement you have. Basically, are people liking? Are they commenting it? Are they bookmarking it? Are they sharing it? Are they, you know, what are they doing with it? And if it doesn't have that right away, or sometimes at all, it doesn't get seen by people. And if it doesn't get seen by people, then you can't get that. That doesn't mean you have bad content. It doesn't mean you have a bad podcast if no one listens to your episode. You can have the best thing that no one's heard of or seen. But building that community and having that, you know, back and forth with the people that follow you, really honing in your message so that it can attract your ideal people, it helps a lot. That's, that's what helps push it out to more people. And sometimes the thing that you think that they'll watch or like or listen to is not what you think it is. I, I've made some pieces of content that I'm like, this is amazing. Everyone needs to see this. Mm -hmm. And no one does. Or they just don't get it. And one of the posts that I made that I, I was tongue in cheek and that I had a, a, a trending audio and I did a head to toe shot of my outfit. And I said, it, the audio said something about being offensively good looking. It went viral and now it has over 275,000 views and, and, and it blew up my following. And, and I was like, what, you know, I'm, I'm just like this middle aged lady, you know, I was like wearing a blazer and, and jeans and stuff. I wasn't, it was like, like a hottie thirst trap video or anything, but people loved it. Now it's changed my demographics. It's not necessarily my ideal audience, but that's okay. It still gives me the opportunity to be able to connect with people all over the world and, and share who I am. And someone, someone made a comment yesterday and they're like, so I see you posting a lot of videos and of your beautiful face, but what is your content all about? Or what, what's your channel or your thing about? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing a horrible job if I'm not communicating my message. And I looked back through my feed and almost all of them, it's Jen Campbell. It's the cringy mom, just my face front and center, like all the content I created recently. And I'm like, oh boy, I need to like kind of adapt this a little bit, kind of re go back to the thing. But I said, I, I told them what I did. I said, you know, I inspire women to cringe forward and create content. And I didn't used to do that myself. And so I'm the, you know, subject zero or whatever of test study of being able to make this happen. Like if I can do it, anyone can do it because mm -hmm. I'm super awkward. I like to dance on my kitchen table. I've, I've seen, I've seen that. Like, it reminds me of being out at the club when I was in my There you go. Dude, I have a gif of it. I, know. I have a gif of like the cringy mom dancing on the table. I think, yeah. I've made these gifts. I've got, I've, I've, I've got over 26 million views of my gifts just doing regular things because I thought I want to be able to respond to comments. And yes, you can have Michael Jackson eating the popcorn, but Jen Campbell loves popcorn. Why not have Jen Campbell eating the popcorn and saying, ooh, I'm here for the comments. So I made a gif of that and some other things. And, and the one where I'm like laugh crying, like I'm, you know, it's like I'm dying and I'm laugh crying and kind of wiping my eyes. That one's had like 2.7 million views and people have used it. People I know are like, is this you? Someone sent me this gif. Is this you? And I'm like, yeah, that is me. I have a class and I teach people how to make these gifts for their personal brand because it helps put your face and who you are out there. Okay, wait it's a fun. minute. Wait a minute. You have a class for this? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I have a class where people can learn how to make their own gift for their personal brand. Yeah. And the best thing about it, though, is it will help... It helps with um, your SEO, with search engine optimization by having 
these gifts. And it helps with engagement to be able to relate to your, who your audience is. You can embed them inside of emails that you have with your listeners with email lists. And really cool, um, they are integrated into most social media platforms. So when you can, you can use them as like a sticker on top of a video that you create. Like I have one of me like with my hands on my cheek, like rubbing them down. And it says seriously with my eyes like really big on it. And so I've put that as like a comment that pops up on my own video, which, you know, someone in my family would say that I'm a complete narcissist because I'm showing my face and who I am all the time. But I crack myself up and I think I'm hilarious. Like I watch some of my own videos and I laugh. I'm like, this is so funny. I, this is great. Like if this wasn't me, like I just, I'd still think it's funny. And, and I'll go back to things I made a long time ago and I'll watch it. But it's not, it's just because I'm like, it's entertaining. And, and, and you don't have to put on a show or make dance moves or follow those sorts of trends, but just be yourself because you are enough. Simply for being you, you are enough. Dave, I could talk mm. for like five hours. I love it. All we need now is a kitchen table and maybe a soapbox to help us get up on top of the kitchen table so that we can oh, yeah. do the dance and do the thing, right? That's what we need right now. Heck yeah, or the chair or whatever. So, I mean, I, I just love it. I love it. Okay, so, so okay, we're going to close off, Jen. And like I said, we could talk for days. What, what do you think maybe we haven't touched on as we close off that you think would add value to our conversation today? How do we end this off with a nice little bow for our listeners? Uh, one thing that I didn't mention before that's important, if you have a name that's really common and you can't own your name for your domain, you should own it if possible. Like I own jencampbell.com. If you can't do that because your name is really common, a quick workaround is to have a greeting in front of your name or what your title is or what you call yourself. So another website I own is Hello Jen Campbell. And then that directs to my jencampbell.com or, you know, Heidi, how, hey, or whatever it is. That's a great way to be able to get around it. And then you can make all of your social media handles be whatever that thing is. So no matter where you go, people will be able to find you. Mm. What's something to be able to kind of like tie this all together? You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to wait to get started. Just do one thing. Start with one small thing that makes you nervous, uncomfortable, and scared because that's the most important thing that you need to share. And the very first time that I made um, an Instagram reel, like a little short video short, I was following one of my friends, Vasavi, uh, and she said, if you had 30 seconds to share an important message with the world. If you could only use that 30 seconds, what would it be? Now record it. And I was like, I was in my bed. I didn't have good lighting. I was like wearing my pajamas and I did it. And I only recorded it twice because you don't want to sit there and keep going over and over and over and waiting for it to be perfect. It's okay if you trip over your words and you stumble, but that's still one of my most viewed reels that I've ever made on Instagram. Because I told a story about my life and the way that I was able to do that and connect, that passion comes through when you're talking about something you really care about. So just do it. Take that camera and record for 30 seconds and share it. Even if it's just with your friends on Facebook, but it's more important. If it's public, that's even better because it opens you up to a wider audience of people who can learn who you are and see your message and hear it. Okay, Jen, one thing we should stop doing 
please, please stop. Like, if, if you had a chance to say to the community, listen, guys, I... Yeah. Don't use photo filters. Do not use photo filters. Do not use photo filters. I hate them. I hate them. And I know that people love them and you can do all sorts of fun things. But the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially with women, is that they're to be able to alter their face to make it look different. That it hides wrinkles or smooths out skin tone or adds like makeup or something to it, makes their face longer, narrow, whatever it is. It's changing who you are, though. You don't need to change who you are or show a filtered version of who you are. Who you are is enough. And the fact of the matter is, it. I, I'm a 45-year-old woman. I have wrinkles on my face. I've got melasma, so it's kind of discolored. I can use cosmetics to be able to cover it up. But I don't want to set an unrealistic expectation for younger women that this is what I really look like. And I want people to recognize me at the grocery store. I wasn't able to recognize one of my friends from high school when I went to my hometown. I didn't think it was her because her photos were so heavily filtered on social media. I didn't recognize her when I saw her in real life. And that was a lost opportunity to be able to connect with someone because they were posing like something that they weren't. How sad is that? Mm. I want to be able mm -hmm. to recognize you from your picture if I see you in real life. Mm -hmm. Because you're a person. It's the real Jen Campbell, everyone. The real Jen Campbell. Heck yeah. Authenticity. Authenticity is my number one core value. So I show up and show out, yo. So I'm going to be sharing this episode with my Jen Campbell, my my gorgeous wife who loves podcasts as well. She had a little, little smirk on her face today when I said that I'm going to be meeting with the Jen Campbell. And she's like, just remember that I'm Jen Campbell too, right? So um, you have a fan up here in Canada. In the two of us as fellow Campbells, and um, really appreciate you making time, Jen, to, to share your message. I can see and feel your heart through the camera and through the microphone. And and I, I speaking you. as a as a content creator, I just want to applaud you and continue to cheer you on and tell you that what you're doing is making a difference. And you know, if you need to hear that today, then thank you, because you're doing it. And thank you. you're representing people that maybe feel like their voice has been quiet for too long. And if somebody gets inspired today by your message and says, listen, I have something to say and I have someone I can help, then having you on today, if that's the impetus for somebody to start, then all of this time and effort is worth it. So thank you, Jen. Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be able to share who I am with other people. Okay, Jen. Uh, it'd be a, a miss for us to not have a way to get in touch with you. You talked about the, 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 the gift class. I'm curious about that. How do we get in touch with you? What do we do? Where are you? You're everywhere. But where's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, through social media. I'm the, the Cringy Mom, and it's cringy with an E-Y. Or on my website directly, it's Jen Campbell. There's one N in Jen and a P in Campbell. And jencampbell.com slash GIF. Yes. Then you can see my class that comes up. And I also have a freebie. So you can go to jencampbell.com backslash freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And I'll have a little GIF for all of your listeners to be able to share with them. I'm changing what it is. So it's a surprise with what it's going to be. I don't know what it is yet. So. 
No. No, I do. I do. Like right now it's a personal brand oh. values template, but um, I, I'm redesigning oh. it. Do you want to know the secret of what I think I'm going to have it be? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just you and me. No, no, no one's listening right now. Here's the secret. Three, three reasons you should never use um, a digital Zoom background. That's it. So anyway, a little handout for that. That was the one that I thought was the most interesting thing to be able to do. But I mean, I have, I have little tracking charts to be able to see how many followers as they grow or to be able to track um, your engagement. I've got content bingo. Like those are all things that are part of the membership that I do. But um, I don't know. I like to put little quotes up in front of my face to be able to remind me of things. So I do those as giveaways and things like that too. So, but anyway, you follow me on social media. You can DM me through it most of the time. Still the cringy mom. Even on LinkedIn, I'm the cringy mom. Really? Heck yeah. Why not? I mean, I love it. Like, one, I'm an of entrepreneur course. and I Why can, not? but this is the thing. Um, so many people like your basic Facebook profile, you can rename it. Most people don't realize that they, they're like, I mean, cause at first I was like Jennifer Campbell, 90, 950 million thousand. And I renamed it. Now it's hello, Jen Campbell. So if you type in hello, Jen Campbell, I come up. That's what you want, right? Or if you Google Jen Campbell, personal branding, I come up or personal brand. I come up. I don't come up always when you say Jen Campbell, because there's famous people named Jen Campbell, but yeah, I know a city council person in LA or San Diego that makes everyone mad. And then um, there's an author in the UK. <laughs> but this is the thing. I have a Google alert set for my name, which is what everyone should do as well. The name of your podcast as well as your name so that you get those Google alerts if there's a new news feed. Because if there's a Jen Campbell out there that does something that I don't like, I need to be able to um, preemptively do it. Like there's some Jen Campbells that get arrested and I, you know, a few months ago for meth um possession or for robbing someone i want to make sure that i'm not associated with those people but if you say jen campbell cringy or if you say jen campbell personal brand like even my gifts come up because nice. of the way that i've yeah so that's anyway so if you're listening to this to podcast all the way to the end no this is no if you're listening to podcast all the way to the end you just got schooled and that was great i'm like i'm gonna listen to that part again for sure that was very well done very well done thank you jen this was this was so much fun the doors open please anytime you we're family jen we're family right we have the same last name. plan anytime 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 you want to come back and have more more conversation i would i would love love to have you back so Please keep me in your Rolodex of contacts or whatever. Let's do this again in the future sometime. I would, I would absolutely love that. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing and how you're helping people get started. Uh, it's who you are is even more important than what you do, but you're doing amazing work and amazing job with people. So thank you. Oh, I'm going to go outside, hug a tree or something. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>